I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay. Clip this on my belt. That's on. Hey there, Critter Shed listener. It's that time of year again. It's clean up time, but it's not that type of clean up time. We're not talking about indoors. We're talking about outdoors. It's time now to clean up any of those ponds that might have gotten a bit overgrown. So, Collie is just about to head outside and clean up some of his own ponds. And what we recommend is popping in your headphones, getting some secateurs, and head outside and clean up your own pond in real time along with Collie. So, folks, you join me on a beautiful, sunny spring day in Wicklow. And I'm leaning down in front of my many ponds. And this one is slightly overgrown. And anybody who has a garden pond or or a, a pond nearby them will notice that sometimes over the winter months um, or a couple of years, they will start to infill uh, with vegetation. And this is where management of your pond uh, really comes to the forefront. And it is an important part of keeping a pond is actually maintaining it because like all natural systems, ponds are very dynamic. You're going to have all sorts of seeds blown in, be them native or non-native. And they're going to do what plants do and they're going to start to grow. And uh, eventually, you know, a pond will disappear uh, over time. So management of your garden pond is really important. So that's what we're going to do today. And as I look down at this pond... In front of me, it's a long, narrow, shallow one. It's more like a ditch than a pond, but uh, it was at the side of a, a driveway. And I noticed it was a damp area, so I put a liner in, and it's it's a really productive area, especially for amphibians. Newts and frogs seem to really love it. It's one of those kind of shallow ponds that almost but doesn't quite dry out. Um, amphibians love those for breeding in. But I have... Lots of clematis, I've got grasses, I've got um, bramble, especially bramble, completely covering about half of it. And around the edges, all the, uh, the grasses and the mosses are really encroaching. So it's still quite cold and the frogs and newts haven't moved in yet, so I'm not disturbing anything. So what I'm going to start to do is I'm going to take my my scissors are my secateurs 
and I'm going to start giving my pond a haircut. Basically, I'm going to start coming in from the edges and just chopping away to open up the water to the air, get rid of all the, uh, the overhang in the plants, and just really open up the, the surface to let in some sunlight. I can't believe this pond is only a couple of years old, believe it or not. It's not even a couple of years old. And it's completely, uh, completely overgrown. And this tends to happen, I suppose, when you have smaller ponds. The bigger ones, you, you don't have to maintain them as often once you get them going. But the smaller ones, my God, they, uh, they get covered fast. Excuse any sniffles I have, it's quite cold out here today. My nose is run. <laughs> so I'm after finishing one side here. I'm going into the other and I'm aggressively chopping into the uh, vegetation. Now the same method works if your subaquatic plants are out of control. If they've really taken over like completely you want to get in into the water with your hands and even do it in, in phases because I know it can be quite painful sticking your hands into very, very cold water during winter and spring. And you have to do it during this time of year because otherwise you're going to be storing, disturbing animals that are already in the water. Uh, and that's something we don't want to do. So yeah, you want to get in there and chop away at about 50% of the vegetation in the water if it's completely overrun your pond. Just to keep it clear, uh, allow a variation of plants, uh, plant cover in there for different species. Some animals love loads of cover, some won't. So the more options you give, the more animals that will feel welcome. If that makes sense, yeah? And that's what it's about. Just giving as many species as possible a, uh, a reason to arrive in your pond. Like even in this little stretch here, we get damselfly laying their eggs and their lava because there's plenty of prey for them in the water. And at the side of the pond, I have tall grasses irises, stuff like that, that will allow the lava to crawl out at the end of summer and turn into dragonflies or damselflies. Now, now folks, I tell you already, I'm only after, I'm doing this live with you, so to speak, well, I'm recording it, but I'm doing it in real time, and this, pe uh, this stretch of pond is five foot long, one foot wide, and about one foot deep, and I'm already through it because I'm just hacking into the sides here. Um, when we stick this up, I'll put it on my, uh, my Twitter to show you before and after. Just hacking away. I'm very lucky with the brambles. I have a lot of stick insects that will be very happy to devour the brambles, so that's a bonus. 
really is starting to look well again. The ideal time to do your ponds, to, to really give them a haircut is during the winter, but it's not easy finding a suitable day or the time. So as long as you get it done really before uh, amphibian breeding season, which is coming up very, very shortly, but if you get it done before then, that's fine. Um, if you're taking out aquatic plants from the water, like subaquatic plants, oxygenating plants, you're giving them a haircut like we discussed just a few minutes ago leave them at the side of the pond the very edge of the pond that way you're ensuring that any bugs or tadpoles might have overwintered or microscopic eggs or whatever has a chance animals and creatures that you pulled out have a chance to make their way back into the water uh, and they will especially like some water wood lice and all they have a homing homing signal in their head to get back to the water so definitely worth leaving them on the side of the pond for a couple of a day or two and then just uh, just remove them to the compost heap I'm actually really enjoying this process There's something great uh, about maintaining a pond Building a pond in the first place is almost, to my mind, is almost an artistic endeavor because there's so many ways you can go. Even with wildlife ponds, you can you can go for stones on the outside or wood or a mossy verge, um, various different different options. So yeah, so when you make the pond, you're kind of putting yourself into it. If that's rings a bell with any of you will probably understand but it's very much a, a personal project and like anything personal that you do and complete and maintain has a great sense of uh, satisfaction in uh, seeing your work come to life especially when it involves nature because you're kind of just a catalyst to, you know, start the ball rolling to get this little habitat ready for other creatures to use. And it's kind of like, it's a very cool thing. They're not aware of you. They don't know anything about you. But you're after setting them up with a, with a, a home for the next few generations, hopefully. Maybe more. Still hacking away at the bramble. Important to wear gloves, especially when you're dealing with this stuff. It ain't uh, easy on the hands. It's not a. Uh, it's not fairy liquid, that's for sure. Now, now, believe it or not, that's me doing. Um, so I can see the complete top of the water, right along. I haven't completely hacked away at all the cover at the edges because that's going to grow back in very, very quickly come the, uh, the start of summer. But I've opened it up enough to give it a, a lot of breeding space. I pulled out excess plant growth in the pond and I've, I've just given it a, a 
good bit of sunlight coming in. There's more needed to go. I spoke too soon. And it looks absolutely fabulous. And whatever kind of water you have in your water feature or pond you have in your garden, same rules apply, be it one of the small mini bucket ponds that we had been promoting um, around Dublin in some of our talks, or just a, an average side wildlife pond that's kind of gotten a bit uh, overgrown. Maybe it's covered, leaves have fallen in, particularly in shady ponds, that happens. So just start off, empty it out from the bottom, especially if lots of leaves. Get most of them out, you don't have to get them all out. They're actually important to break down for animals inside to eat, like your water wood lice and, and such. And as I was saying, oxygenating plants, if they've taken over the whole pond, give them a little trim back. You wanna have some open space in there and they will grow back very quickly. Around the pond, you wanna open it up. You wanna let the sunlight in, you want to let the air in. You don't want roots going into it, particularly willows or brambles or some of the very thirsty plants that will drain your pond during the summer months. And that's basically it, then you're good to go. Um, if it is a small shallow pond and it's, it gets very warm uh, during the summer, as has happened the last couple of summers, don't be afraid to top it up, particularly if you have water butts. Um, around the garden if they have to if they're full use them if not use stand some tap water in in your watering cans overnight and then throw it in the next day just to keep the levels okay um, because part of the management of a little pond is and maintaining it is is to make sure it doesn't dry out completely especially if there's tadpoles in it uh, you do need to give them a little bit of a hand um, in these times of uh changing weather patterns so i hope you've enjoyed that i hope it was <laughs> informative um, i feel like a lunatic talking to myself here while i'm doing this walk but uh, i'm very very happy with that and now uh, on to the next part Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 